This is Brandon House Live. Whether the issue is law, science, economics, history, family, social issues, education, religion, government, or national security, Brannon brings the issues of the day into clear focus through the lens of a Judeo-Christian worldview. And now, here is your host, Brannon House. All right, good evening. Glad you are with us. I'm going to be joined tonight by Colonel John Mills. We're getting an update from him on why is the U.S. Navy running out of Tomahawk missiles? That and... Uh, I guess we have some breaking news out of Washington, D.C. tonight. We'll get into that. And then Dr. James Thorpe, he's an OBGYN, with a, and he was seeing about 8,000 patients a year until, I guess, the medical deep state came after him. We'll talk to him about several issues tonight. Dr. James Thorpe, who, by the way, has just launched a brand-new weekly TV show called The Two Docs. It's him, an OBGYN and a pediatrician. Uh, you don't want to miss my conversation with Dr. James Thorpe. We're going to also talk about such things as the concern about uh, our, well, meds, where we get our meds from, and the concern about would there and could there be a disruption of our meds, particularly if we go to war with certain said country, i.e. China. What will that do to our flow of meds here in America? Then we're going to be joined by Derek Evans and Noel Fritch. There's a story at Breitbart tonight, and the video has been going viral all week. Was there an individual on January 6, 2021, on a scaffolding in Washington, D.C., out in front of the Capitol, and did he fire off shots? Was that a real pistol? Was that a starter pistol? And what transpired after that? What was the purpose of that? What did that lead to? Who is he? Where is he? We'll get into that. Apparently, this is something the deep state don't want people talking about they're going to be joined by dr john witcher what are we going to do about the skyrocketing cost of health insurance what are we going to do about the fact that many people don't want to be caught in the medical system of the medical deep state and big pharma we'll get into that with dr john witcher he's a er doctor that took patients off uh, remdesivir, knowing that it was damaging their kidneys, their organs, and he was trying and did put a few of them on uh, ivermectin, and he ended up losing his job. Well, he, of course, is now working with people like Dr. Peter McCullough and others. I had him here in this studio just a few days after he was fired for doing his job, so I've been working with him for over two years. Uh, he is a doctor and MD that lives in Mississippi, not far from our Mid-South studio. So he has been here in person on more than one occasion. He actually has taken patients out of the hospital during the height of COVID uh, at the behest of their family members, took them out and moved them to hotel rooms with um, oxygen and everything that was needed to save their life because their family members believed if they stayed there, they would die from remdesivir. So he became known to us and we began to interview him regularly. He's back tonight to talk about what families are facing with the skyrocketing cost of medical insurance and the cost of the medical deep state. That and more tonight. Joining me first up is Colonel John Mills. As you know, he served on the National Security Council staff for two presidents. And he, uh, you know, is getting quite the reputation. 
few people today in various conversations said, I really like that Colonel John Mills. He is a smart guy. I said, he's not only a smart guy, he's also a very uh, committed Christian and a real gentleman. And he joins us now. Colonel Mills, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for joining us. Well, wow, Brandon, that's very nice of you and kind of you. And, and Well, it's the to... truth. It's the truth. Well, who do I send the money to? Again? <laughs> no, and that's a free compliment because it's the truth. Oh, it's very nice. Very nice. Um, so I want to pick up with uh, this one right here. You, It's interesting. I saw this tonight. You didn't know that I'd seen it. You sent it to me and I text you back and said, I was just reading that article. So you and I are going to some of the same websites uh, and reading some of the same stories that are catching our attention tonight without uh, without collaborating. But I want to get your take on it because when I went to the national interest and saw this tonight doing show prep, why is the U.S. Navy running out of Tomahawk cruise missiles? <laughs> First of all, tell our audience with your military background about the Tomahawk cruise missiles, why they're so vital to uh, to our military, and why are we running out of them? Well, we're just simply firing more than, uh, we, we fired uh, at the Houthis in the opening wave at the Houthis, which was earlier in January when we started firing back. Uh, we shot more in one day than we purchased in a year in the most recent uh, purchases. I mean, we're only we're only buying 80 to 100 a year. Now, the, the, the Tomahawk cruise missile, I don't know if you have a good picture of it, uh, um, but it's a very simple, proven uh, system. Now, we're way down the line here, but I mean, these started coming on board in the in the 70s. This was our first kind of uh, a reliable uh, cruise missile. Cruise, it, it flies sub, sub, subsonic. There you go. That's the picture most people know. Is it firing from the, uh, no, the, the deck of the Arleigh Burks? Um, originally, when the Tomahawk was made, it, it used TURCOM. And this was, at the time, very cool. It literally was matching the ground it was flying over. Uh, it was looking down at the ground and matching it with an internal map. And the map was originally hard copy, or not, not digital. Not, not, not on the screen. It was actually a hard copy. It was matching. Hey, um, this is what the ground like looks like. This is what the map looks like. So it was an immense map. There you go. There's a beautiful one. The Raytheon. If we could go back to that. Uh, you want to go, go back, back to the Raytheon? All right. There we go. Yeah. 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 Uh, and these are currently made. Now, originally, the, now, now they have parts and assemblies made all over the country. Uh, the Department of Defense is coy about where these are final assembly, but it looks like. Raytheon Tucson. I'm looking down here to map off to my side at the Tucson airport, but there's there's parts all that come from all over the world. But this was our big stick in the 70s, as as during a, as we tried to rebuild our new our, our, our nuclear uh, um, enterprise. Now this was not the one the bombers carried, like the B-52. They carried a an equivalent called the um, the Alcom air launch cruise missile, which looked a little bit different was also terrain contour matching originally, but both of these have now evolved into other uh, uh, ways to, to, uh, for navigation, such as uh, GPS. Okay, so what happens when the enemy blocks and, and uh, jams your GPS signal from the satellites? Now, right there, the, the, the missile you just showed, that's part of the new Typhoon system, which General Flynn's brother. Can we go back to that? Yep. Possibly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, keep going back. Keep going back. 
Um, Deb, stop right there. Oh, oh, uh, uh, go back just a little bit so we can get a good picture of it, good look at it. Stop right there. Oh yeah, thank you. See, that's that's a that's a primitive version of it's more advanced now. Uh, there's this beautiful shot I had somewhere that showed. I mean, this this is essentially now in a 40 foot container being pulled by trucks. This is a very simple. I think this was at Kwajalein Atoll, um, the same atoll that got shellacked with uh, got shellacked with uh, waves uh, just a few weeks ago. But this was a test fire from Kwajalein, I believe. This might be from the Pacific Missile Test Site on Kauai in the, uh, the leftmost island of the Hawaiian island chain. So this is either Kauai or Kwajalein. But that's, uh, that's part of the Typhoon system, and that's going to be a one-two punch of the uh, Tomahawk missile and then also the uh, uh, Raytheon SM-6 missile, which is a, a variant of the tried and true. Now, these, these missiles in some ways go back a long ways, but they've been improved, improved, improved over time. You're about to see a firing. You're about to see a, a, I thought you were about to see a firing. You know, but they're, okay, they're just testing the doors. These are the armored doors. Each one of those doors represent a missile down below. So that's on an Arleigh Burke. But see, there you go. Boom, 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 boom. Got eight across normally in that configuration. Um, but uh, the Tom, yeah, 1970, General Dynamics, which, uh, you know, has again passed it on to Raytheon. But this was made in the Los Angeles Basin when aerospace was king in the Los Angeles Basin. And uh, so just it's it's tried, it's true. It has more guidance now. It has uh, it can have infrared. Uh, it can have inertial navigation. There's there's so many variants of this missile now. The bottom line, <clears throat> we're only buying eighty to one hundred a year for the last several years, and we just we just shot off eighty in just the first round. So wait, I want to stop you right there. We were buying eighty to one hundred a year, and now in the first round we just shot off eighty. That's right. How long does That's it right. take them to manufacture one of these, Colonel? It's all, I mean, it's, it's all about the assembly line and how much, how, how, what rate are we buying them? I mean, if, the, if we were going to go to a thousand, um, uh, 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 you know, Raytheon would have to get the workforce. Raytheon would have, have ramp up time. But, you know, buying them in larger quantities is, is far more efficient, far more, you get far better. What do they cost price. a piece on average? I'd have to get back to you for the exact, but I mean, those are, uh, those are, you know, uh, I think in the tens of millions each, each, uh, each, each. each. Yeah. So yeah. is there any, um, I mean, I'm just a civilian. What do I know? Is there any though, um, thought behind the conflict in the red sea that is being done deliberately in order to cause us to fire these off and be where we are now? limited in those in other words is this draining us down like ukraine is draining us down the red sea is draining us down whatever we might be doing over with israel there uh, are, is this all being done to bleed us before they attack us or before they attack taiwan well, well uh, i'd say part of that is willful maliciousness of the the most deranged of the biden team but i think a lot of it is just total loss of operational art and strategic clarity of thought we have war reserve levels of these of stockage of all these different ordnance types and all the different warheads and you know and and we have these uh, we have we you know we have them what's called war reserve where we say this is the minimum stockage level we're not going to go below this 
you literally need the chairman and the and the sec def and the president to sign off hey so have we gone we, below that well those are classified i don't know i mean we, those are not public numbers we, we don't know it's the it's if the, you had to guess if you just had to take an educated guess based on the volume that we're shooting do you think we've gone below it or gotten close to it uh, I would say probably they've run the approval package because I've had to run the approval package for several things like this over my time is, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're taking the, <clears throat> these special units off of line. I can't even mention who they are. And we need presidential approval to go below a certain readiness level, a certain um, staffing level, uh, because we're going we're gonna to commit them to some real operation, which means we don't have a reserve. But right here, yeah, I would say we're 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 digging, we're starting to dig, dig below what was established. The, the key person on this is the J four at the Pentagon. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if uh, uh, Caleb or Logan can quickly look. I can come up with the uh, Chairman's Joint Staff. Let's see who that J four is. Yeah, look up the Chairman Joint Staff J four guys, please, real quick while we're talking. Throw it up there when you find it. Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff J four. Um, now again, forgive me if I'm thinking too much like a, uh, a a civilian in regards to the military because i know traditionally the military has had a code of conduct a sworn oath to the constitution to protect us from enemies foreign and domestic the military was generally apolitical it didn't really matter too much from administration to administration the core at the pentagon tried to do what was right by the country and the constitution and for the forces while also trying to honor their uh, orders from the uh, commander in chief. So I, but I know we're at a different time now. And the question is, do we have to be worried that our military has been so infiltrated by wokeness, by cultural Marxism, by people that are globalist, that don't put America first, that you know really are not the old school kind of military guys, you and General Flynn and Colonel M Rob Manis, do we have to worry that these guys are doing this deliberately? Is there is there any chance that some of these people have gotten in there who have been in brainwashed into thinking negatively about America and would oh, actually and, and would actually do this on purpose to us? So when we go to war, we we lose on purpose. In other words, let's set up America for a war. Let's do everything you would do to invite and entice a war versus not inviting a war. Let's entice a war. Those inside the deep state, the Pentagon, the government. And then after we have enticed a war, we'll lose because we will have already spent a lot of the armaments and things we need to win. Plus, we've already destroyed the military and then listen, the, the, the troops were, were, were shot up and kicked out and, and thrown out and a complete Trojan horse from within so that when they caused the war to happen, that they kept poking the bear, Russia, so to speak, or China, then we lose. And they're like, well, we, you know, act like, well, what happened? Well, they were in on it all the time, particularly if they were co-opted by the Chinese, right? Is that is that too uh, is that too uh, negative of me? No. Well, you've you've heard my third uh, analysis. They're, they're, I divide the Biden team up into thirds. You know, one third are are willfully they are they are bought off, they are corrupt, um, and they are willfully destroying and draining our our war reserve, uh, and they don't care. You got another third that are just uh, um, um, maybe not bought off, but are ideologically just crazy. And you know, a lot of the environmentalists uh, fit into that category. And then you got another third that uh, they always, they mean well, you can have a rational conversation with. They're not bought off. They're not ideologically crazy, but in the end, 
they mean well, but some of the most horrible things in life have come from people who mean well. So uh, that's 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 you got to you got to bucket them like that, mm. and uh, you know the different groups. But this is also this is the corrosive nature and toxic nature of wokeism on the professional military staff. Who, do you do you have that, guys? Did you were you able to find that? Yeah. Let's show that, please. There you go. Yeah, so that's the J four. Can we let, let's Can zoom, you zoom in, in, on in the, a little on bit? The picture on the picture of, of his the, name. Of the, yeah, let's go over to the, uh, the general. There we go. Keep on going, Lieutenant General Leonard Kosinick. Yeah, so Kosinski. 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 Yeah, I don't. I don't know him. Uh, I, I don't believe I've worked with him. Uh, but yeah, so this is the central figure responsible to the chairman and the Secretary of Defense and the President. This is the guy who manages the War Reserve because this is the the chief logistician. And even though I was not, I was a planner. Uh, I was a special operations officer. I was an intel officer. But I had to spend a lot of time in the J-4, uh, 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 what, what did they call it? The uh, uh, Joint Logistics Operations Center that's in the National Military. It's a sub subsection of the National Military Command Center. You heard me talking uh, and, and uh, uh, Rob Manis and, and the general last night. This is that this cell is inside the National Military Command Center. That's their job to manage war reserve stockage levels of all. Because remember, you know, uh, you know, uh, amateurs talk tactics, professionals talk logistics, and so even though I was an intel officer, a targeteer, a planner, uh, special operations officer. I was I would I would go down and huddle with the J4 team and we'd go over uh, uh, all these kind of uh, movements of units. One time I had to spend time in the JLOC, uh, can't even say which unit it was, but uh, you know, tail number by tail number, I had to uh, confirm that everything was taking off and landing and you know, by tail number, uh, uh, so I could give a thumbs up. My boss, who could give a thumbs up to the chairman, who could give a thumbs up to the uh, secretary of defense, could give a thumbs up to the to the president. So that's where the action's at, the Joint Logistics Operations Center, and they're the ones who are pulling their hair out. But that's the, I, I I blame the uniform culture also because I think they've uh, you know just like the civilians, civilians take oaths of office also, even the career, uh, even the politicals take an oath of office. But uh, the, the military, you know, they've lost the operational art, and they so. Lost it, so, the in other words, we're 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 in very dangerous territory from a self defense perspective here, as 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 Americans are watching tonight. Yeah, yeah, and we need to, you know, the, the, the reality was in the twenty four NDAA. I think the order. I think the order for new tomahawks was zero. Zero. Wow. Zero. But, Let, they're spending a lot of money uh, uh, converting some existing tomahawks. Uh, again, there's so many configurations of the tomahawk now, <laughs> so many different ver versions of it, uh, and we're going to put we're going to put the nukes back on tomahawks. So now we got to set aside some of the some of the tomahawks. We're going to be remated with the W80 warhead, and that's going to be an engineering project in itself because nobody was nobody's around that actually did that. Well, let's talk and, about uh, let's talk about this other story tonight. And that is uh, Iran launches ballistic missiles from converted warship. Here's uh, what's out there tonight from Global Defense Insight. We can let the audience uh, watch this footage if it'll play. But uh, as I try to get it to play, tell our audience about this, please. 
Yeah, so the Iranians, again, they mimic us. This is their very, a cheap version of the arsenal ship that we've talked about, just making a simple ship that carried a lot of missiles. Very simple ship, a lot of missiles. Uh, we never went anywhere with it. We had all these designs. I mean, and what did the Iranians do? They just searched the internet, found the designs. They're not classified. <clears throat> and they said, well, okay, you guys aren't going to do it. We're going to do it. And, you know, the South Koreans have also developed a very similar ship. They just flat out said they actually worked with America on this. So South Korea is doing this. So they have a, uh, a, an afloat deterrence force against North Korea. And North Korea is freaking out over this because South Korea is saying, hey, we're building several of these ships. And uh, this is, we're always going to have two of these at sea. So that means no matter what. We'll, we, we will have a lot of missiles that can fire on North Korea, and it's a deterrent. So, so you know, Iran, what did they do? They copied our arsenal ship design on a, it looks like, you know, it's a, a commercial commercial ship that was converted. I, mean, I, I want to go back, a commercial ship that was converted. I want to go right back there, because in on this broadcast, in my documentary, Sabotage, or was it Siege? Siege. In my documentary, December 2019, Siege, I had a whole segment on the Club K cargo launching system that's made in Russia. You can get one for about, I think, $10 million. And up pops, I think, two, or two maybe four silos. And cruise missiles can fly out of those things with, you know, like a small miniature nuclear device on the end. I think uh, the, the nuclear beach ball, as it was called, Dr. Jafar, who was on the kill list, I think, in Iraq, who ended up with his family being involved with Gulf Tainer. Is all this sounding familiar to you, by the way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, this is even a simpler model than the Club K. They're not even putting it in a container. I mean, it's, it's obviously a military ship. They're not even trying to hide it. It's obviously a militarized commercial ship. Well, and what about, this way what about, sorry to interrupt, but what about, look at that. That, that almost looks like they're shooting it off some kind of contain, out of some kind of container. Let me see if I can get it to play again. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that looks like some kind of container, is it not? I mean, we'll, we'll get a couple more shots close up. I, I, don't, I don't see the Club K is based upon an international standard for commercial uh, uh, commercial um, containers. Right. Uh, and there's there's ISO right there. standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one looks like that's that's kind of a commercial container, a so, converted commercial container. So what but I'm asking, I'm sorry, yeah, what I'm got, asking is... Yeah. <laughs> Should this be keeping us up at night if I go back to my documentary in 2019 where uh, I think uh, there was the talk and the video coming out of Russia of these clubhead cars being put on cargo ships and we have the Pearl Harbor 2.0 uh, plan. We have a document that was written in Russian that was translated into English where they're talking about putting these kind of devices off our coast even floating them up some of our rivers, getting them in here to some of our cargo container shipment areas, putting them on the back of semi-trucks and, and putting them around the U.S. and doing a Trojan horse type event from inside. I, I mean, if, if Iran is showing this video, do we have to, and you can see the Iranian flag right there, do we have to wonder if what they're doing here is telling us right now that, that, that they could do this kind of thing on a cargo ship and hit America off our coast? Well, well, again, this is a different model, uh, oper operating model than the Club K. This is a commercial ship that has been militarized. It's obviously militarized. Uh, they're not using the commercial. I mean, that, this is, I, I don't think that's the same ship, or this is, this is an above deck, you call this an above deck container. 
But the first one we were looking at was a totally built for the purpose of, uh, built for the purpose of, uh, it was actually carrying the cruise missiles right in, right inside, you know, so those are all, that would obviously be, and, and, and the way these ships are tracked, we know that that was a missile carrying ship. What they do is they just cruise that around off our coast, international waters. Say, yeah, nothing, you know, nothing you can do about it, but it's a deterrent message to us. So, but so how concerned are you with them putting something like this, like this on a commercial carrier and blending it in? Well, well, again, uh, you'd call this, this is not, this is obviously a militarized, I mean, anybody with any training would know in a split second, this is not a normal uh, 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 civilian vessel. Okay. I mean, but if right, they, but what I guess I'm asking is, why could they not put this same device on a civilian vessel? Uh, that's a different operating model because then you're trying to that's you're trying to hide it. Here, it's 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 called low visibility, low signature, but the trained observer knows what it is in a, in a, in in a few seconds. Okay, but the average person just they just kind of see a, a ship. Okay, the Club K was they were trying to hide it from even the professional experienced observer who would, you know, because it was hidden in a literally an ISO standard container. And again, our new, our new, uh, if you look at our new uh, uh, Tomahawk and SM6, the Typhoon system, other than it painting green, painted green, it looks like a commercial container itself. But this ship is a different model. They, they actually don't want to hide this. They want us to know, they want to, us to know that it is a militarized ship and they're going to they're going to start you know you know cruising it around uh uh, uh on off of uh, off of saudi arabia off of any country they didn't agree with agree with you know put it in the middle of the caribbean where there's international waters or the uh, the gulf of mexico okay the gulf of mexico this gets put in it. if this comes into the gulf of mexico there's nothing we can do about it there's a lot of international <laughs> nothing we can do about it there's a lot of international waters there so they could they could put this on a deployment cycle and have a cruise around the Gulf of Mexico. Totally, they could do it totally legal. And again, and, and what would our our what would again? I know you have things you cannot answer, but what would our response be? As far we don't have an Iron Dome, correct? So what would our response be if they decided to start shooting this off in onto we, Texas? We have we have Iron Dome units, but they're not intended for domestic air defense we don't have uh, except for a few special cases we don't have a domestic air defense uh you know we do we do have some capabilities around the the national capital region around that's why i live here because i wanted air defense so we stayed around the dc area wait a minute are you so, serious what do you, what do you mean you're, yeah you're, there's 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 air defense capabilities around the national capital so what region. you're saying is one re one benefit to retiring and staying in the area is you live under a protection that some of us in the other parts of the country don't don't enjoy. Yeah, that's right. You you pay a lot less for uh, uh, per square foot of housing. I get air defense. It's a trade off. It's a good trade off. <laughs> and you're not joking. Well, there is there is some capabilities. I mean, it's not like the old days when you and I were growing up, where we had Nike Nike missile units all over the place. You know, I mean, we but we've presumed uh, that nobody. But again. You know what the message from Iran is? They're gonna they're gonna put a low visibility but obviously militarized ship, and they don't care whether we know about it or not. 
because it's a message and it means we have to spend time and resources to track that ship and and as a and a deterrent to show them yes we can hit it but that means that means a ship off station that we can't put someplace else because it has to follow this one around or it means sure. we have to spend a lot of time and money on uh, on on a broader air defense system for the United States. So should we be lining our coast and cities with these air defense systems you're talking about, like Israel does? Uh, I think we should uh, we should generate a more robust domestic air defense system against cruise missiles, against ballistic missiles, and even uh, even uh, even aircraft. Uh, we should and that we should go back to that. Like you know, to, you know, again, we used to have Nike sites around. I grew up in Seattle. We had an entire ring around Seattle. Why? Because we had Boeing, because we had Bremerton Naval Shipyard, because we had Pacific Car and Foundry, because we had a lot of uh, defense industrial based stuff. You know, same around Tucson. Hey, Tucson has, uh, you know, a huge Air Force base. Uh, it has, uh, you know, the, the, the very large Raytheon plant, which is at Tucson International Airport, very large plant. So, you know, we got to go, we probably should go back to a day, but again, it's a balance. You know, we spend, you know, it's, we don't, we're not, we don't have endless money to spend on these things. So let so, me ask yeah. you in conclusion, Colonel, uh, and folks get a pen, I'll tell you where you can get his book. If Iran were to <coughs> put one of these off the coast and they decided they don't really care if what happens to that ship or the people on it, all they care about is delivering their payload to a major, few major cities. There's really sounds like to me you're saying they could actually do this and we could have a a serious problem in in certain U.S. cities depending on how many they have and how many they target on, from this ship. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this this is this is a strategic message to us. I mean, and again, I've, I've given given the briefing where you know there's 14. Uh, it's it's on one of my. Uh, um, <clears throat> Gateway Pundit articles, I've given the brief before, you know, we got 14 major regional conflicts going on and Iran is uh, sending us a message. You know, how, how ready is this for deployment? Don't know, but it's a clear strategic message of capability and intent. So, uh, you know, uh, they, 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 got, they have a footprint, they have a very large, uh, Iran is a very large contingent in Venezuela. Mexico is just filled not only with Chinese special operators, but with Venezuelan uh, and Iranian special operators. And, and, and I've been, I hate to keep saying it, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, folks, not like to the depth he has or as long as he has, but as a talk show host, you can go back into my, now Liz, who's one of our regular listeners, will, she's going to send me an emoji laughing because she knows that I talk about these things and then a lot of them start happening and she thinks I'm somehow a prophet. I'm not a prophet nor a son of a prophet, but she likes to joke with me. I, you go back into my archives, you will find 10 plus years ago in my archives, I was warning about Caracas, Venezuela, about 1,264 miles as the crow flies to Miami. And I was warning about the Iranians, the Iranians flying into their regular aircraft from Tehran to Venezuela. And apparently, if you wanted to get on the flight, it was always booked. What were they doing? And I was talking about Caracas, Venezuela, northern Venezuela, and Iran, and missile systems reaching the U.S., kind of a... Venezuelan Cuban uh, Venezuelan missile crisis like the Cuban missile crisis and here you bring it up as well so back then 10 plus years ago 
when I was expressing that to my audience to be watching in the future because I'm concerned we're going to find ourselves being blackmailed. You keep using the word we're being sent a strategic message. Is that another way for saying we're being told that you guys better be you guys better be careful? We have the ability and the willingness to do certain things. In other words, do we have to worry about what I was warning my audience then about, which is blackmail? Don't you dare do this, America, because we'll do this. Uh, you're a prophet, Brandon. No, I'm not. <laughs> I just like to you, read. I'm just a nerd. You, you that, I'm a nerd that likes to read. That's all. You foresaw the coming. You're, 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 uh, what is it? Uh, now I'm trying to come up with a good biblical name for you, Brandon, but you, you called it, Brandon. And, and again, you know, and then, but then at the same time, they could, they could hide club K's on ships we don't know. Right. Uh, so, so there's a double, a double threat. There's things we do know. And we have to spend time and resources tracking them and defending against them. And at the same time, they introduce the uh, ambiguity of, well, where are these club case? But again, you know, they look at us, say, well, you're always cruising off of our shores, but that is international waterways. Those are, that is international commerce and they're, they're causing trouble. But, uh, but yeah, you know, two could play this game and that's where, there's there's other ways. Uh, just came out with an article uh, in Gateway. Uh, I think it was yesterday uh, about uh, about this. Is uh, oh no, it's in Epic Times. Excuse me, Epic Times came out last night and uh, uh, about uh, about this here. They we just uh, there's other ways to handle this in the instruments of national power. Trump and Navarro knew. In dime fill, diplomatic, informational, military, economic, finance, intelligence, law enforcement, the, the critical elements of national power, economics and finance, we could shut Iran down in a heartbeat, but this this administration is bought off, corrupt, mm -hmm. in their in their pocket, ideologically crazy, or they, they just, oh, no, no, that's too harsh. We can't do that to Iran. No, no, no. We could shut... We wouldn't need to be shooting missiles at the Houthis if we would use these other instruments of national power like Navarro and Trump knew how to use. Wow. Let me go to worldviewtube.com. That's my channel where I archive everything. There he is right there. We're streaming. We're streaming uh, on both patriot.tv and worldviewtube.com. Look at what we added tonight. Look at what we just added tonight. This is the first time I've seen it. And this is the first time you're seeing it. Thank you, Brandon, for the comments section. Love it. Also, thank you for continuing your hard work. I'm a big fan. Well, thank you, Sen Sanitas. Uh, well, there you go. You can actually go to worldviewtube.com and comment tonight on what you're seeing at worldviewtube.com. That's a brand new feature. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Annie, for adding that. But if you go to worldviewtube and you click on TV right there, you will also find uh the the uh tv show there it is right there colonel john mills it's called the situation room what can we expect in 2024 at home and abroad with adele nazarene journalist and polymath part one right there on demand at worldviewtube.com so check it out and i guess to get to the uh to comment on what's happening live i don't know what did i do how did i get there guys how did i get there a while ago I must have clicked something that brought up that uh, ability to watch it. I don't know what I did, but I have to try to have someone tell me how I got there. Because when I came to the page, when I came to the page, I just went to worldviewtube.com 
and there it is. All right, it just comes up automatically, I guess, if you go to worldviewtube.com. Then if you want to go to the normal page where everything is, just type TV Home, and it'll bring you there. But otherwise, you guys can comment right there. But go and watch at worldviewtube.com, the latest show by Colonel John Mills. And his book is called <clears throat> War Against the Deep State, and you can get it at War Against the Deep State. Right, Colonel? Yeah, you can pick up War Against the Deep State and uh, book one, uh, The Nation Will Follow, WarAgainstTheDeepState.com. And uh, yeah, the uh, uh, Adele Nazarian, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, a Breitbart, former Breitbart reporter, um, you know, just an expert in a number of things um, that we should have, we should have part two up tonight. And good. then uh, when, Wednesday and Thursday would be my, will be my interview with uh, Joe Kent, who's a Incredible American, a gold star husband. Yes, I, I've um, interviewed him at CPAC. He lost his wife who was battling ISIS. Yes, yes. He's, he's just, and uh, he's running in Washington 3. Washington State's my home state. Uh, we had a great interview. And uh, um, so uh, that should be up tomorrow and Thursday should be the Joe Kent interview. At worldviewtube.com, worldviewtube.com. And then again, his book, War Against the Deep State. You know that some of our audience, like Liz, affectionately refer to you as Map Man, right? Map Man? That's, <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, what I do, what I do. Now, I'm supposed to actually, uh, uh, I was told I'm, I'm going to be speaking at CPAC and be actually be, be given the, uh, the map brief on the- Look at uh, that. So yeah, I so think you I rolled the map briefing out on this show first, and then I think you started doing it on Bannon, now CPAC. So I think we kicked off a uh, a fashion here, something that's trending. Yeah. It, start, it started yeah, here. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to show this visually. And I was, uh, last week, last Thursday, I was at uh, with Ed Martin mm -hmm. uh, and uh, um, uh, Stan, uh, oh, uh, Oh my gosh, he's uh, he runs uh, the the Don't Back Down show in Philadelphia. Stan uh, uh, Casio, I apologize, I, that's, I think I'm plumbing his last name. Stan and Andy and uh, Liz uh, have this Don't Back Down show, and asked me to come up. Had a big gathering up in uh, Pittsburgh uh, um, for the America uh, uh, Phyllis Schlafly Foundation. Good. I gave a whole. Gave a whole map brief up there. Well, good. It's catching on. and It started right here. Colonel John Mills, uh, his website again, War Against the Deep State, War Against the Deep State. Catch his show live or on demand at worldviewtube.com. Also a uh, contributor now at uh, patriot.tv. You're going to be seeing him here uh, floating around on the various shows when we do the hard launch starting February 26th at patriot.tv with the full lineup of all of our hosts. He'll be making the rounds. Colonel, as always, thank you for your service to the country and the oath is not retired as they say and you're continuing your service so thank you for informing us civilians about all of this i find it very interesting i hope our audience finds it as interesting as i do i just find what you guys have done in the past and what you're explaining to us now and how it relates to our own daily life and security is very very concerning but also extremely interesting the detail the organization the science behind it, the whole thing to me is a very fascinating, but I guess that's why they have whole channels de dedicated to military stuff like this. I, I hope our audience loves it as much as I do, but if they don't, well, I, I guess we still do it because I'm the host and I enjoy it. So thank you, Colonel. <laughs> oh, thank you, Brandon and uh, uh, Caleb and uh, 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 
Reagan and, and Ty and uh, Logan and everybody done great. And that's Thomas, new... and Thomas in the control Thomas, room. Thomas, yeah, they've done great. And that's one of the new backgrounds there. That's actually of the Pentagon. And wow. I've taken off the helicopter landing pad there on a number of occasions. But that's the, uh, that's where it all happens. That's where the NMCC and the JLOC and uh, just got to get it back. Uh, you know, we're going to uh, uh, purge it, purge it of all this wokeness here. And turn it back. The best military staff in the universe. We've got to turn it back into that. Amen to that. Colonel John Mills. Thank you, Colonel. Thank you, Brandon. Always an honor. Also, check out his Substack, folks. His Substack is also, let me get it here, Colonel, Colonel Rhett John. Colonel Rhett John .substack.com. Colonel Rhett is a retired Colonel Rhett, R E T, Colonel Rhett John dot substack.com all right i'm running a little behind because i went long on that segment but it was so fascinating i couldn't tear myself away uh we still have dr thorpe uh, derek evans and noel fritch and dr john witcher let's go quickly to dr thorpe he's an OBGYN treating about eight thousand patients seeing about eight thousand patients a year he has a brand new show that we've just launched over at my channel worldviewtube.com the two docs the two docs and they're doing a weekly show. You can catch it on demand right now and on the weekends and on demand at worldyoutube.com. And it's he, an OBGYN and, a, and a, a pediatrician. He joins us now to talk about some of the stuff going on that you need to know about. Dr. Thorpe, thank you for being with us again. Brandon, it's a privilege to be back on your show. You know, and, and I really enjoyed that segment. Did you? With, uh, oh, with retired Colonel John Mills. You know, he suggested that, you, that you're a prophet Brennan, he was searching for the a biblical term, and you know, best I can recall, let's see, there's 17 prophets of, of the Old Testament, uh, five major and, and 12 minor, and perhaps you should be stuck in there. No, maybe? no, 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 uh, prophet. I, I... I'm just a prophet, Brandon. No, I'm just no, never. I'm just a talk show host. That's it. Who likes to read? Kind of a nerd and just kind of sees into the future where this could go. But uh, yeah, I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet. Now, I guess if you'd use the word prophet as in one who gives a forth telling, you know, as the from the Bible in the future and what's coming. Yeah, the Bible tells us some horrific stuff is coming. Get your house in order. Uh, you know, announcing what's happening uh, that has been laid out. I think there's a lot of things the Bible says is coming. Uh, that we are starting to see the stage being set for it. So if you're Amen. talking about one that uh, gives a warning, I'll give a warning, absolutely. But I'm but I'm not getting any divine revelation. I'll tell you that. I, as far as I any extra, I'm not getting any extra biblical revelation that nobody else no. could have. I have the same Bible and the same Holy Spirit, and uh, I'm just uh, put my pants on one leg at a time. And and some days I'm doing good to do that without falling down. My wife says, uh, <laughs> "What what is what is the." That's not a joke. Sometimes that happens. What is what is the big stop topic that you're watching tonight, Dr. Thorpe? Well, well, I'll tell you what's very concerning to me is the recent publication in the journal, our mainstream medical journal for OBGYN maternal fetal medicine. We call it the Gray Journal. It's the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology. And what they just demonstrated um, by a just recent publication is extraordinarily concerning, Brandon. What is it? Um, what is it? Is it, is it on, by the way, is it on your X account? I bet it is. It is on my X account. Okay, I'm going to go um, there. And, and I believe it is. Um, if, if, uh, or maybe I haven't posted it yet. I'm just making up the slides today. So what this is, is a, a very concerning article. A lead author is uh, Jean-Jua Lin last name, L-I-N. And 
they are really bragging about the fact that they're the first authors to demonstrate that the the mRNA in the vaccines, both Pfizer and Moderna, are passed to the fetus and detected in the cord blood, mm. and it is also detected in the placenta and uh, specific parts of the placenta. And not only that, they they quoted a very high signal. That's their quote, a notably high signal of this vaccine mRNA, synthetic mRNA, in what they call, what we call the decidua, which is the mother's uh, outermost lining of the uterus. So this is extraordinarily concerning. And, and what's really upsetting to me, Brandon, is these physicians are bragging about it and they think it's really a positive thing without absolutely any concern for the fact that they are killing and injuring my pregnant women, preborns and newborns. It's absolutely stunning. Wow, this is heartbreaking. What does this mean for the baby? Well, it's devastating for the baby. Um, we've we've already proven. Uh, many of us globally have already proven that this is uh, the most devastating therapy ever rolled out for pregnancy. Um, the the mRNA vaccine that was illegitimately, really illegally pushed in pregnancy makes thalidomide heretofore the deadliest drug ever rolled out on humanity. Can you please, makes, I, 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 I know what that is because I listened to the Billy Joel song, We Didn't Set the World on Fire from back in the early 90s. The children of, of uh, are you laughing at that, Thomas? Do you know that song too? That's one of your favorite songs? Well, you weren't even born, but anyway. Me? Uh, that's, that's it. No, 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 Thomas. Thomas knows that song and laughed because he, 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 he wasn't born in the early 90s. What year were you born, Tommy? Oh, three. But yeah, he loves the old Billy Joel stuff. But the, yeah. the, that, that, that Billy Joel song talks about that. For the younger people, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is, Tommy? No, no, but do you know the drug that the children were given that, he, that Billy Joel mentions, that the doc just mentioned? Do you know what it is? No, he doesn't. So for the younger audience, explain that drug, what happened to the pregnant, yeah. the, the, the moms that took it and their children. Because they he knew he knew about that song, but he doesn't know what Billy Joel's referring to in that song. Yeah, well, Tony also promised me that when you came on, you were going to give me a highly complimentary of my backdrop. Your and, backdrop and you is your backdrop is gorgeous. It's, I love it. Uh, I, okay. I I should have commented earlier, but I guess I've become immune to the fact that you guys all have them because I walked to the control room and see them. But I do think it's probably the first time I've had you on a, as a guest on BH yeah. Live where you've actually had your backdrop. So thank you for going to the effort of putting it up. I'm not fishing for compliments or anything, but yeah, you know, I did want your audience to take notice well, that they, uh, I love it. And and Doctor and and and, and your uh, co-host has one too in Florida. Yeah, she does. And again, uh, two docs. The two docs. And while we've got it mentioned, let me go over there to worldviewtube.com because, folks, we need you to send this far and wide. This is a brand new show. Uh, and if you just go to World YouTube, now look, you can make comments down here. Look at this. The comment section's lighting up now. Finally, look at there. Woohoo! 
but that's brand new tonight. But go back up here to TV Home and then scroll on down. And as we do, we are going to find the two docks in here. I know we are because I saw it earlier uh, myself today. You got to keep scrolling somewhere. Go to look at that, folks. Go to View All TV Episodes. Keep going, and it's uh, gonna be in here. It better be. Or I'm I be, can't find it, Brandon. I'm going to be embarrassed if I can't find it. Cause I, I can't find it. Ah, there it is. Shot dead. There it is. Oh, my Look, gosh. Did you see how I did that? Go to view all. It, so when you get to the bottom, folks, we need to make that brighter. Annie, if you're watching, can you have Jeremy make that brighter so you can actually see it, make some color on it? Okay, so go to view all TV shows, scroll down the page, and there is their latest show, 211, Shot Dead. Click on it, and there you go. That is the new show of the two docs. What is that? Before we get back to the Billy Joel song and what he's referencing and how this fits in with COVID and the babies, what what uh, what is this show uh, shot? What is this with new and by you and the doc about the two docs? Yeah, shot dead is is about the um, the incredible movie documentary that was uh, featured three uh, different families who had killed family members because of the vaccine. The vaccine killed their family members. And the three clinicians that are featured are, are um, Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, Dr., um, Michelle Gershman RN, the postpartum nurse whistleblower, and myself, uh, Dr. James A. Thorpe. And so <clears throat> what what this movie was, was featured, uh, premiered actually in Tulsa, Oklahoma with the main victims, Mr. and Mrs. Martin, um, it was a year anniversary of uh, Pfizer killing their beautiful 18-year-old daughter, Trista, Trista Martin. And, and um, so we talk about this. We interview um, the, um, the folks, uh, wethepatriotsusa.org. Uh, wethepatriotsusa.org is an incredible organization that sponsored uh, Miss Taryn Gregson. Taryn Gregson is the famous ESPN sportscaster, sports announcer, who was, she was on the circuit, the PGA circuit for 10 years, incredibly talented uh, sports broadcaster. They fired her because she refused to take the vaccine while she was pregnant. So she went off and, um, and, and has done amazing work for the world. And uh, she filmed, she actually produced this documentary. And uh, it was premiered November, uh, November 9th, Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the Martins lived. And, um, you know, two weeks ago or so, Brennan, I got a shocking email that I didn't believe. I thought it was a spoof. The, shot, the email said that Shot Dead was the number one film at the Santa Monica International Film Festival. And indeed, I vetted it, and we are listed as the number one film. Now, it's not in alphabetical order, but we were on there as a number one film. The second film was The Great Awakening by Mickey Willis. Um, and um, so Maggie and I flew out there to LA, um, met several uh, really, really incredible people. Uh, I met Brian Festa, who is lead counsel for We the Patriots USA, and his co-founder, um, who, who is Miss Don Jolly. And these folks, um, they need your donations. We, these are incredible uh, patriots who have stood up for the victims globally. They are representing legally multiple uh, victims, several ongoing cases, and they need our support. So anybody here, go to Shot Dead Movie and please look at it. 
and please uh, go to We the Patriots USA uh, and and uh, watch our show, Two Docs. Mm. We have Taryn Gregson on there, and we have um, we have featured that. So it's it's really a, an incredible show. And uh, the two docs, myself, Dr. Jim Thorpe, OBGYN, and Dr. Rennie Moon, pediatrician. Brennan, yeah, we have we have seventy years of clinical wow. experience between the two of us. Seventy years of clinical experience. Forty-five for me, and for Dr. Moon, twenty-five. Amazing. So we're we're honored to be on on your station with our own show. And uh, we we really appreciate the incredible production. Uh, you know, Logan, Caleb, Annie, Thomas. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Kay, uh, but but incredible productions. Thank and thank you all so much for this opportunity. Well, thank you for taking the time to put it together each and every week. And again, I hope folks will go to worldviewtube.com, grab it, spread it everywhere. Okay, got to move quickly and have two more topics. The uh, the drug you mentioned that was given out, I think, in the 19, was it the 60s? 50, 57 to 62. Tell, tell uh, our it audience a, about it, how it relates to COVID and the, what they're doing now to right. these babies. Thalidomide was the deadliest drug heretofore in the history of the world ever rolled out. And it was rolled out, interestingly, by a former Nazi, mm. former Nazi uh, chemist that rolled it out in a, I, I will say, maybe a Nazi a chemical company, pharmaceutical company in Germany. Mm. Uh, it was used throughout the world. Fortunately, a hero, Francis Kelsey, uh, Oldham Kelsey, uh, prevented the FDA from approving it here. It was the most lethal drug. Um, the COVID-19 vaccines make uh, uh, thalidomide look like candy, look like prenatal vitamins. Wow, um, it's so, so horrific. Whole horrific. I want to go to- It injured- Yeah. I was going to say that it essentially uh, killed or injured 100% of its victims if given at the right time in pregnancy. And, and many of them that did live were deformed, correctly? Absolutely. Missing upper limbs, missing lower limbs, devastating. Same same nonsense is going on, but this is 100 times worse. Look at this. 1,000 times worse. This is uh, this this injured 20 thousand um, killed 80,000. Um, this current vaccine has killed and injured 585 million global citizens. Killed or injured? Killed and injured 585 million global citizens. Um, you know, you put that in perspective, okay? Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it, it only injured uh, 94,000 and killed 105,000. Wow. This bioweapon of Borla, Pfizer, and Bansal, Moderna, make Hiroshima and Nagasaki look like child's play. That's horrific. Let's go to this real quick. Wuhan in your backyard, dangerous biolabs identified in all 50 states. This is really troubling. You know, they found one there in California, got stumbled onto, right? We've talked about that. But what about yep. these biolabs in the U.S.? What about some of these? Because, by the way, some of these are high level. What if something leaks? Well, I came across an article today about it. And sure enough, Dr. Jim Thorpe, I'm like, I know that gentleman. One of the leading freedom fighting doctors during the COVID-19 pandemic is sounding the alarm when it comes to these hazardous and illegal biolabs 
and the threats they pose. Quote, the threat of hazardous and illegal biolabs is more than just a remote threat. You don't have to travel to Wuhan or Ukraine to uncover these breeding grounds for the next pandemic. Indeed, we have seen them discovered here in the United States. Our government must immediately step up efforts to shut down these dangerous biohazard labs at home and abroad. And until these labs are shuttered for good, I encourage all Americans to stockpile the medications necessary to protect you and your family, In quote. Tell me uh, more about this before I go to our next guest, please. Yeah, it's, it's very concerning. I mean, we have recent reports. We have um, uh, in Colorado, we have uh, alleged bio labs that are actually working with Ebola. Um, they're, they're all over. And of course, that's, in my opinion, exactly why we've been in uh, and we did a coup d'etat in of the Russian um, uh, rulership in, in Ukraine in 2014. Uh, because we wanted to install our deep state bio labs in there, of which we have at least five of them, w- with very dangerous materials. Um, this is, uh, I, I think that you can review the Tucker Carlson interview with uh, Vladimir Putin and understand exactly the kind of nonsense that's been going on over in Ukraine, sponsored by our CIA, our deep state, and that's exactly why we're in war over there now. So, yeah, there are biolabs all over the United States of America, in Ukraine, all over the world, and, and primarily perpetrated by our one and only CIA. Mm-mm-mm. I want to show you his Twitter X account real quick if you want to follow him. There it is, at J.A. Thorpe MFM, at J.A. Thorpe MFM, if you want to follow him. And remember, his broadcast is available now along with Dr. Moon at uh, worldviewtube.com. Scroll down to it says view more shows. Click that. It'll open up more and you'll find it. Uh, worldviewtube.com. The two docs, a pediatrician and an OBGYN. Folks, you're going to hear things you're not going to hear anywhere else. I hope you'll watch it. Thank you as always, Dr. Thorpe, for being with us. Thank you so much for having me on, Brennan. Thank you, Dr. Jim Thorpe. By the way, also, folks, why not deal with this? Get your wellness kit, emergency medical kit. Some of the meds in here are the meds you would need in the incident of a leak, whether deliberate or by mistake in some of these bio labs that Dr. Thorpe was just talking about in the US. He is with the wellness company as well. This is provided by the wellness company. Apparently I'm like the third or fourth largest seller of these from our show. That tells me a lot about the intelligence of my audience who want to be prepared. I've always for years wanted something on hand. Well, where are you going to call up a doc and say, hey, I need some antibiotics on hand to stock a pile? They think you're crazy. Well, thankfully, finally, the wellness company did it. Uh, Eight different meds in here. If you want to find out what they are, maybe put that on the screen, guys. TWC.health forward slash Brandon. TWC.health. You don't have it? All right, twc.health forward slash Brandon. I got a new lower third, so they don't have that in there yet. We'll get it. Twc.health. So just the wellness company is what it is. Twc.health forward slash Brandon. Do that and you'll get a discount and you'll also be supporting this broadcast at the same time. So thank you for doing that. Joining me now is Derek uh, Evans and Noel Fritch. They are bringing something to our attention that apparently the deep state and the mainstream media don't want, want you to watch. Uh, Derek Evans, Noel Fritch. Derek Evans, I think, is running for office. Noel Fritch is with the National File. Gentlemen, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks, Brian. Let's go to Derek Evans, your Twitter feed, your Twitter X account, uh, at Derek Evans 
4H, uh, Derek Evans, 4WV, West Virginia. You're running for office in West Virginia, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. U.S. Congress in the 1st Congressional District. All right. So, folks, check that out. Now, here is a video. Tell me what they are about to see before I play it. Yeah, it's going to be a guy. This is on the west side of the uh, the, the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. A guy climbs up the uh, scaffolding about halfway up, pulls out a gun and fires two shots in the air, puts it back in his waistband and climbs back down and leaves. Was it a starter pistol or a, or a pistol that actually fired a projectile? I mean, it looks and sounds like a real pistol. Uh, I mean, we've done a lot of research on this. We've spoken to Second Amendment experts and, and people who are, you know, consider themselves expert in that field, and they all believe it was a real pistol as well. Uh, no. What was the purpose of shooting this pistol in the air? And does the FBI know who he is, and has he been arrested? And we should also note, yeah, thanks, Brandon, for having us, that the uh, NBC says it's a pistol as well. And, uh, so NBC Breitbart's is now reporting this. this. NBC is now reporting this? Yeah. I thought this was like not being reported. Does that happen in the last 24 hours? So in the style of deep state DOJ uh, press flax, NBC, of course, was uh, swimming in Derek's mentions as soon as this story was broken uh, on his Twitter account and at uh, j6footage.org. And uh, Ryan Riley, whose job it is, of course, is to carry uh, the the jockstrap and clean up the feces of uh, Joe Biden. Uh, has gone to work trying to, you know, move everybody along. Nothing to see here. And uh, they, they're pretending almost like they've had this story for two years. Well, they did kind of have the story. They reported him with this firearm a couple couple years ago in, in 2022 after he got picked up for a murder in Utah. And so, yes, to answer your question, the feds know who he is. Wait a minute. And we see very knows who he is. Yep. He got picked up for a murder. When was this? Uh, in Utah in 2022. He's still free. They let him go. He claimed self-defense. He stabbed somebody to death. Uh, his name is John Emmanuel uh, Banuelos. He's a very troubled individual, and obviously. And you guys, you guys, a lot of you have all this documented. You're not going to get me and you sued. This is all documented. Are we? Are you the only outlet reporting his name and who he is or not? I, I wouldn't say it on your air if I were not very confident of it, sir. You know national file. We tell the truth, right? Right. So um, we've, we've, we've been all over this. Derek's been all over this. Um, and we were first. And so the, the deep state media, Mockingbird media, are running hard to try to cover their tracks. Um, because obviously, here you have a guy firing a, a firearm, discharging a firearm. And uh, in, in one of the most televised, filmed, recorded events in all of human history, maybe excepting the uh, Kelsey uh, Swift uh, Super Bowl. And nobody has heard of this footage at all. I mean, when Derek and I first saw this footage, we were stunned. We couldn't believe it. And if, if you're a granny and you step on the wrong blade of grass, NBC, Daily Beast, all of the rest of the usual suspects, they're going to give grandma a public enema televised on TV uh, as she walks her way to court um, to, to go to jail. Uh, that's what they do to people who stepped on the wrong blade of grass at J6 in, in January of 2021. And, and apparently Breitbart's reporting his name as well. Yes. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. All right. So with that being said, uh, let's go to the footage uh, that's on on Derek's Twitter feed. Uh, do we need sound with it? Does it? Do we need to run the sound, or you guys want to comment? Comment I on it. I will run the sound. All right. Can. Let's run the sound then. Here we go. Stop the road. Hey. 
you can cut it there, Brandon. That's that's pretty much the whole thing right there. Did the guy sh where? When did he shoot? Where did he shoot? I didn't hear it. Oh, you didn't. Uh, you, you can go back. Uh, when it shows him uh, he's in the red jacket, uh, standing up on the scaffolding. There's uh the J6Footage.org logo on each side of him. He fires two shots into the air. Plain as day. You, you can run it again. Right there. Yep. Right there. Back it up just five shot seconds. It. Okay, so that's him right there. In the right, red. Sir. Yep. Let me see if I can. No, I don't want to bring that up. Hang on, guys. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. Uh, no, I don't want to exit full screen. There we go. Well, I'm gonna go back. Hang on, guys. I gotta fix that. Um, well, and while you're doing that, we can kind of walk you through this a little bit, Brandon. Yeah, please. Do. Our, uh, our our source, um, it, you can see, is very close to the there actual we go. shooting. There we go. There we go. I got a still. Look at that. There we go. So that's yep. uh that's where he's shooting. I mean, you guys obviously have zoomed in up on it and looked at the picture. Wow. And you're saying he has not been charged with anything? There you are. That is correct. He's not been charged with anything. He, he hasn't. Yep. As far as anybody knows, Breitbart's saying he's not been charged. NBC's saying he's not been charged. Um, wow. And yeah, that that video is not going to get it, uh, Brandon. Uh, there's the uh, the other one you just played. It, it was maybe the 25 second mark or so um, okay. on that one. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the audio is clear as day. I don't know if you could hear it. We could hear it um, through the feed. Uh, and, and he squeezes off these two rounds, and these are not small rounds. These the, the, these rounds that he discharges from his firearm uh, make uh, a loud, you know, thud noise like a, a larger caliber revolver pistol would make. And um, uh, we've had a lot of folks tell us, uh, as Derek alluded to, we've been in touch with uh, some Second Amendment uh, experts, some firearm experts, and they're telling us that, indeed, uh, this is a gun. And as NBC reported and Breitbart reported, uh, in, in fact, NBC was very, very excited to come into Derek's mentions on uh, last Thursday and say, hey, well, here he is with a gun. We took this picture. We already know who this is. We've already covered this, as if to say it wasn't news. Um, and <laughs> so they were you know, very adamant that it was a gun uh, last Thursday. That's Ryan Riley at NBC. Uh, it would be interesting if, if they tried to change their story. I don't. It doesn't matter anyway. Um, to, to Derek's point, Derek, you can probably explain a little bit about that. So let me ask you: what, Who do you guys think this guy is? Do you think someone put him up to it? Uh, and after he fired the shot, what happened? In other words, did his actions provoke something? Yeah. Well, there, there's a couple of things to to really stands out from all this. I think it leads to more questions that we need to be have answered here. So number one. Uh, as Noel mentioned, NBC did report on this guy two years ago. They did not know that he fired the weapon, but they did have a photo of him with the the the, the pistol in his uh in, in his in his belt and uh, reported on that. And so over two years ago, it went you know NBC covered it. The the federal government never did anything about this. Never arrested this guy for having a gun at what's supposed to be you know an armed insurrection, if you will. And then um you know after this came out, after we broke the story. Uh, NBC went through CCT footage and found this and confirmed that, that it was it was available through CCT footage. So the federal government has had this video in their possession for three years now of this guy firing the weapon off. And then the other thing is when he climbs the scaffolding, he fires the gun and then he immediately climbs back down and leaves, which I mean, if he's there to protest. He would have stayed up there, continued protesting. Why? Why would he climb up there? So you believe the he was put up to it by the deep state, the feds, or somebody, right? 
I, I believe it's a very fair uh, question to ask at this point. Is this guy a federal agent? Was he a paid agitator? Is he working for the left? Who's I don't I don't know. You know, it would be wrong of me to say 100 percent. But I think that all the indications are pointing in that direction at this point. Yeah. So we don't know who he is. His back. You know, we know who he is, apparently, according to the media. But we don't know what his motive was, what his background right. was. Was he there as a MAGA supporter who then just decided to do that and leave? Or was he put up to it? Was it a false flag? We have a lot of questions. So we don't have the answers necessarily. Isn't this time then for a congressional investigation and congressional hearing, Noel? Well, no question about it. Congress needs to jump into this quick. Uh, and we need to know everybody he talked to in the you know days and weeks and maybe a month or two leading up to this. Um, this guy, what in the world is this guy doing there? Uh, the lefty media is going to claim that, of course, he's uh, a Trump supporter. That's bogus. Um, he's, he, he's not, he's, he's a guy who's obviously not a Trump supporter. Trump supporters don't do this. Um, and, and Derek's right to point that out. Uh, so it's just, the whole thing is bogus for okay, me. And Congress me, needs to jump. Yes, they do. I got another guest to go to, but let me go to this headline right now. Republicans impeach Mayorkas, uh, the secretary of DHS over the border after failing to last week they didn't have the votes last week some pit changed their vote one guy changed it procedurally so he could bring it back up it got brought back up tonight the house has impeached him so do they do they go right to a trial now in the senate when will that begin and of course we don't expect the senate to convict him but when does the trial begin hopefully sooner than than, than later because we've already wasted so much time getting to this point to impeach Mayorkas. He's been, uh, this should have been done a long time ago. And and I just want to be on the record and state that impeachment is getting off too easy. I believe that uh, Mayorkas ought to be shackled. I want to see him dragged out of that office in handcuffs, facing charges of treason for aiding and abetting the invasion of our country. Hmm. Closing comment, Noel? Oh, we lost Noel. All right, we lost Noel. He's with the <laughs> National File. Uh, Derek, give us your website, please. Yep, it's evans4wv.com, evans4, it's either, either the number four or F-O-R, it doesn't matter, evans4wv.com, head on over there, uh, chip in, we've out-fundraised our Rhino opponent last quarter, uh, and we're running for Congress, because we're going, look, I tell everybody, I'm not running to make friends, we're going to kick in the front door and expose the corruption in D.C. Thank you guys, and Noel French is at National File. Thank you to both of you guys, great job. Uh, by the way, I want to go back here to worldviewtube.com. A lot of you, I just mentioned it a while ago for the first time, I was just seeing it for the first time myself. You guys have begged us for a uh, feedback section on the website. We have given it to you. There it is. Launched tonight. Uh, someone says, where has Trevor Loudon been, Brandon? Uh, he's been so busy traveling and speaking that he has not had time to do a show, but he has committed to doing a um, weekend show for us. So he, he makes his living traveling and speaking. Uh, so there you go. Uh, other questions in there I see. They're wanting to know where was last week's show about the airline pilot warning about the dangers. Just go to Worldview Tube, scroll down the page where it says click to watch more shows. Just keep scrolling down. You'll find it. It's all there for you to watch free of charge on demand and part brought to you by our foundation, wvwfoundation.com. Otherwise, we could just all make it roll to a paywall, but it's not. It's there for you to watch for 30 days right there for free, worldviewtube.com. Now, some of you are asking about patriot.tv, where we're simulcasting now as well. Our hard launch on that will be February 26th. Got some big hosts coming, folks. I, I have been on the phone literally uh, 12 hours a day for days negotiating with new hosts, contracts with new hosts, and sponsors, as well as contributors. 
people who will be making the rounds to other shows with Patriot.tv. Wait till you see what General Flynn, myself, Mark, and uh, uh, Floyd Brown and others are going to be bringing. Mark Shefline, Mark Floyd. It's going to be amazing at Patriot.tv. Uh, we're simulcasting there right now. So, again, we're very excited about it. Some are asking on this thread tonight, is it going to be a paywall? No, everything will be free to watch, just like it is on my website for the first 30 days. So then it will roll into a subscription at Patriot.tv. But no, folks, it's all going to be there for you to watch each and every night and then keep track of. So, again, I hope you're excited. hope you're excited, excited, excited about the new uh, website coming, but also the, uh, the comment section. You guys asked for it, and there it is right there. All right. Someone asked, what are three-year subscriptions to WVW Foundation? The foundation doesn't have three-year subscriptions. They're two separate things. The foundation is uh, our uh, organization that helps sponsor to push out free programming. So, again, a lot of great questions in there. Wish I had time to answer all of them. WVWFoundation.com, though, helps us push it out for free. All right, let's go quickly to uh, Dr. John Witcher. Dr. John, we got to know Dr. John Witcher and his wife, Brooke, uh, during the whole COVID mess. He was an ER doctor that was pulling patients off um, uh, rodimisvir, concerned about what it was doing to their vital organs, wanted to try things like ivermectin. He got fired. He got to be known on our broadcast because he came into our studio. He's not far from us, a few hours away in the Mid-South here. And then he was uh, helping a family, for instance, pull one guy out of the hospital, take him to a hotel with oxygen and everything needed, and with a nurse to try to save his life. His family said, get him out of that hospital before they kill him with remdesivir and other things. Uh, he got to be known for moving around. He came to the Mid-South here outside of Memphis, and he literally helped a guy get out of the hospital with that of his family and saved his life. I ran into him just a few months ago, this man walking around Lowe's uh, with my wife. Uh, there he was. I did never had met him, wouldn't have known him, but his wife was with him. And I did know her through Dr. John bringing her into our studio. She saw me and my wife. She said hello and introduced me to this man. They were not sure was going to make it. He was at death's door. Dr. John got him out of that hospital as his wife was begging him for help. He came up to the Memphis area from the Jackson, Mississippi area and did just that, stayed with him and helped him. That man was walking around Lowe's. Dr. John and, and the Lord helped this all come to pass. So, Dr. John, you remember that? I'm, I know you do, but what a, what a remarkable thing to see him at Lowe's a few, a few months ago. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Brandon. We just appreciate being on with you. Appreciate your broadcast so much. But yeah, it, you know, it's really heartbreaking, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, we, uh, we tried to help lots of people get out of the hospital setting. You know, like you said, I was uh, uh, the medical director of an ER here in Mississippi and uh, treated lots of COVID patients in the hospital. And so we had gotten to a point where we knew that things worked that, um, that were not being used. And when I attempted to use these things in the hospital setting, I was fired. But it was kind of a blessing in disguise because then I, I got to go out and immediately start treating patients with things like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, these vitamins, supplements, <clears throat> oxygen, and uh, steroids, blood thinners, et cetera, things that worked. And so I'm, I, you know, I learned very quickly that uh, severely ill patients with COVID, the best place for them to be was not the hospital. Okay, they were being put on remdesivir, being intubated, given other medications that really um, it killed them. I mean, th there's just no other way to put it. And so, um, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, help uh, many patients. Uh, uh, you know, most of them, uh, you know, sadly did not make it out of the hospital. But mm. the one there in Memphis, he did. 
And a lot of that was uh, because of his wife. She was a fighter. She fought to get to his bedside. She was a prayer warrior. She prayed with him constantly. He was a believer. And, uh, you know, it was a miracle. I can just tell you that. He, he did make it through the hospital after a very long stay, being intubated. Uh, he had to be uh, rehabilitated, learn how to walk and, uh, and, th and do things again. And, and he's, he's done very well. But I will say he's one of the one of the very few that did make it out um, alive uh, and, and, and intact. I mean, it was just it's heartbreaking, just like just like we're seeing these vaccine injured patients, Brandon. Uh, you know, it's it's um, it's very, very distressful for me and many doctors that are like me that are out there uh, wanting to help these patients. Uh, many of them are, are so sickly. Uh, physically and also, you know, financially, they're, they're just, they don't, they're not able to work. Many of them are disabled. Of course, many of them have, um, have succumbed to committing suicide. Mm. And, you know, it, it, and that's just a fact. I mean, they're, they're suffering uh, such great ordeals that they, they just can't take it. And so uh, many of these patients, you know, we don't have good ways to treat them. I'll be honest. There's, there's many leading doctors out there like Dr. Peter McCullough and, and many others uh, that are doing their best. Uh, Dr. Jordan in Alabama, there, there's, there's some around that are, are really trying to, uh, to put together some cutting edge approaches, but it's not easy because these patients suffer from uh, all sorts of things, neurological disorders that are rare uh, to cardiac, cardiovascular events and the autoimmune disorders. So it's very difficult to treat them, and then they don't have any resources, and so they it's it's difficult. They can't pay for the treatments, and these are treatments are very expensive. So, um, you know, so we're you know Brooke and I are constantly um, in prayer for these folks, and uh, you know we we try to do the best we can, and then of course all these folks that died in the hospitals, you know we're working with many of those. A lot of them are, are widowers. You know, mostly uh, men died, you know, strong men that were leading their family. And uh, many, many of these were very, uh, I mean, I, just to tell you, they were they were Christian men. And, uh, you know, that's that's what's been, you know, it's really it's it's been sad. And well, so um, heartbreaking. Yeah, is what it is heartbreaking. It is. I remember those uh, that wife in our studio. To, uh, I think three children, if I remember correctly. Right. Three children. Yeah. Four. four. Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember three of them because they were, were in the studios here and uh, you, my heart went out to them knowing that they're at that case, that time when they were here, they weren't sure their dad was going to make it. It was absolutely oh, no. heartbreaking. And of course, you were mm -hmm. here with them. You stayed with them, you and your wife, you ministered to them. And I thought to myself, wow, this guy stopped his whole life, come up here to Memphis, staying with his family. You guys were helping her with the four kids, going to the hospital when you could, helping, you know, to get him out of there. Uh, and you did all you did all this absolutely, you know, as as your ministry is what you did it as. And it's you know, there aren't many people like Dr. John Witcher and Brooke Witcher folks. They just won't do. She's shaking her head because she knows there are not many guys like her husband, but there's not many guys. There's not many guys like him, but there's not many gals like her either that have been supporting him and going with him around the uh, Midwest and in the South to do this and live in a hotel while they pull a patient out of the hospital to save their life, like you did in Branson. You stayed a long time with a patient there in Branson. I think we had you on the TV about that gentleman as well. I don't think he made it. I think he was too far down the path by the time you were able to get to him. So if I remember correctly, that poor gentleman passed away, right? That's correct. Yeah, his, his wife, you know, and all this occurred after, um, you know, I was fired. 
And then, uh, the, the, you know, a lot of people were reaching out to me. Of course, when I went on with you, when I came to Memphis, I think that that went out far and wide. And so I was getting phone calls, I mean, constantly from all over, people crying out for help. And so when this lady uh, called me from Missouri, you know, um, I was just, uh, you know, torn by her story. I mean, she was uh, begging me to come help her. Uh, she wanted, you know, her husband had been put in the hospital uh, and, uh, you know, she did not want him to be intubated. And so they had made him a DNR. And so they were uh, basically uh, euthanizing him. And uh, they had, you know, given him lots of uh, uh, drugs to uh, morphine and Ativan and et cetera. And uh, they were not feeding him, not giving him any fluids. And so he, he was he was on his deathbed. It, it was mm. a matter of hours before he died. And, and his wishes were to go home and die at home. And uh, they, they wouldn't let him. And so his wife uh, wanted me to come up and help him bring him home so he could die at home. And so uh, we did. We went up and we went into the hospital. I, I went with her and the, they had a nurse friend and, and we, um, we got him out of the hospital and rolled him out. And of course, the, the nurses came out and they made him sign a form. To, to say that, you know, if you take him, you know, he's, he's, uh, it's, uh, against medical advice. And, uh, you know, he, they said, well, you know, you're going to die if you leave the hospital. And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to die if I stay here. And that was the truth. I mean, he had, he had hours to live really. And, uh, so we did get him, uh, we got into a hotel room and we were able to keep him alive for several weeks. And, uh, you know, he had lots of comorbidities, but his, he was able to, he was, he was a, a preacher. And so he was able to be with his uh, kids, his three children and his wife. They had, we had many moments of prayer. Uh, there was times that there were several miracles that I, I really thought, uh, you know, I had pronounced him uh, that he was going to pass it uh, several times and he came back to life, believe it or not. It was pretty, it was a roller coaster ride and, and uh, you know, but uh but we just feel like the Lord was was in uh, had His hand in all that because his, He was able to really uh, be with His children and wife there at the end, and He passed peacefully. And I believe that we're going to see Him in heaven one Amen. day. Amen. Excellent. Thank yeah. you for that. So, folks, it gives you a little background on Doctor John and the sacrifice he's made because he wanted to do what was right by his patients and his Hippocratic oath. His wife uh, Brooke there is also involved in their community as a business person. Um, so they're sharp people, as you can tell. They know business. He knows medicine. Uh, and so they called me up uh, about two weeks ago, said, Brandon, we have something that we want you to look at. You guys know we turned down about 99.9% .9 of what is thrown at us. Uh, but of course, when Dr. Witcher calls, I listen. And so I got on a, a Zoom call with a group of people connected to this organization we're about to share with you. And I listened to their presentation. And, and I said, well, look, if Dr. John has checked it out, uh, then I, that's all I really need to know. So I did my due diligence, but Dr. John had done his, and I trusted Dr. John and Brooke. So guys, uh, tell us about what we're about to introduce for the first time tonight to our audience. What are we about to introduce? Well, Brandon, you know, <clears throat> patients have constantly been asking me over the last several years. And uh, I think even when I've been with you in uh, the Ozarks at your conventions, I've, I've had the same questions asked, and, and it's, what do we do, you know, as patients? And and my advice has always been, you have to find a local doctor that you trust, okay? And, and that's still my advice. 
you know, we don't know what's coming next. We could have a, um, you know, uh, pandemic X or whatever. We don't know. But uh, the point is, find you a local provider, whether it's a nurse practitioner, medical doctor, or even a naturopathic doctor. These doctors that uh, are, are out of the system, okay, many of them uh, don't take health insurance anymore. They're certainly not affiliated with hospitals. They're not employees. Uh, many of them were already out on their own, but since COVID, many more came out and, and just have left the, the hospital settings and big insurance companies because they want to put patients over profits, okay? And so these are the doctors you want to find, the providers. So if just ask around, uh, you know, you should be able to find one. And so that's the first, my first advice, because if, you know, when, when, if something else comes, you want to have that provider that's going to be caring for you and, and they'll know what to do. I mean, we, you know, we don't know there, there's always going to be these leading doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough and many others that will be leading the pack on, and, and, and they'll be networking with all these uh, independent thinkers. Okay. And so that's where you want to be. You want to find that doctor. The other thing you want to do is you want to avoid the hospitals pretty much at all costs. If it's a big hospital system, unfortunately, they're going to be pushing uh, a big government, big pharma, these protocols that make a lot of money. And so uh, you, you just don't want to go there if, if at all possible. And so that's number two. Number three is, is health insurance, okay? I encourage people, you got to get out of the health insurance uh, uh, uh programs. I mean, they're not for you. Most of these big health insurance companies, and, and there's, you know, several big ones, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Cigna, et cetera. You know, these big insurance programs are in bed with big pharma. Okay. It's going to come a day soon that if you're not fully vaccinated for COVID, for example, they're not going to cover you. Okay. And we can see now that there, these big pharmaceutical medications that they're pushing for COVID, like Paxlovid, for example. I had a patient today that called me and said they went to their local doctor and got Paxlovid. Do I advise them to take it? Well, for one thing, it's $1,000. That's what they told me they, it was going to cost them. The, this is just another example of, of uh, putting profits over patients. And so um, get out of the health insurance business if you can. And so that's where, uh, you know, we call Brandon and, and Brooke and I, you know, we've always done MediShare. And that's a, a health sharing program. It's, and so we, we believe in that sort of program, but we have switched over to a new one called Impact Health. And the reason being is we feel like it's better. It's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a Christian organization. It's, it has Christian ethics that, that uh, guide that company. It's a nonprofit, uh, but it works more like health insurance than MediShare does. In other words, you have a health insurance card there's, you can go to any doctor you want to, and then you can also go to any hospital you want to, and, and, it, and it goes across state lines. And it's not, you know, it's like Medishare typically is a reimbursement program, but this is a, you carry a card, and so you have a copay, so it works, it's a little more friendly. Uh, and so that's what we, we've done. We believe that this uh, is going to be, uh, you know, many people are going to see that health sharing is the way to go to get out of the the broken healthcare system. So with that, I'm going to let Brooke talk a little bit. Okay, let me let me introduce the website. He's about to put it up here. We just launched this thanks to Jill, my editor who helps me with our landing pages. So we have the page now, folks. It's Worldview Healthcare. If you want to put that on the bottom there, uh, Thomas, please. Worldview 
healthcare.com is the landing page we've set up. They're partnering with us. And again, they're going to give a percentage back to keep this broadcast going and help our organization. So everybody's winning. So this is another one of the ways that Christians and conservatives and patriots can do business with organizations that are going to support us back. They know who we are. They know what we stand for. <laughs> and it's not going to be an issue that we're talking about the things we are. So this is a company that Dr. John uh, vetted for us. We sat through a presentation and we're ready to roll it out and present it to you tonight. Here is the website right there. Worldviewhealthcare.com. Worldviewhealthcare.com. You can go there, read up all about it. Click here for affordable healthcare options that don't compromise on quality. Click there and find out about the impact health sharing plan. Um, tell me about what we need to know. You're a, you're in, you're a uh, successful business person uh, in the Mid-South area. So you know business. You're used to seeing these kind of uh, things. Tell us, Brooke, about this plan. Well, the thing, you know, that I see in the business world, you know, what I do is things are tight. Everything has gone up in price from groceries to energy to gas, just the cost of living today, housing, everything is high and healthcare is no different. But what this plan does is it allows people to save between 30 and 70% on their monthly healthcare plan to cover them. You know, and having that kind of savings, you think, wow, is, is it a less of a plan? That's the amazing thing is that it's really a better plan. You, in most uh, health insurances, you have a, a deductible that's usually pretty high. And it, that deductible is for each person in the household. With this one, you can choose the deductible you're comfortable with. And that's for the whole household to combine. And they also have, once you've reached your deductible or your, you know, your shared amount, then you only have five, uh, ten percent to pay, and they pick up ninety percent, and then they have a max payment, and that's that's it. So you're covered, you're protected, and you know, the the thing that I really love about it is there's no networks at all. Whoever you decide you want to go see, that's who will get paid. How many and people that, are currently enrolled in this, Brooke? Do you know? Well, the organization is just a few years old but they have already established a tremendous track record. I think it's probably less than 20,000 people so far. And they have a reserve on hand and they pay claims out of that pool, correct? That's right. And the, the your healthcare provider is going to be thrilled because the average wait time to get paid is only 18 days right hmm. now. Now, when they get a bill, let's say from a hospital, did I do I remember correctly from the briefing I got on this? They'll go and negotiate that bill down. Is that right? right, Brooke? That's right. And as, as being, you know, on a share program for the last decade, I didn't have that benefit, you know, so whatever they wanted to charge, you know, you, you just really can't argue with them too much. And you can even negotiate, you think you're negotiating and then you'll get a price. And then all of a sudden these bills start trickling in for the same things when it's, you know, before, but this, you have an advocate, they send the bill there they re they new renegotiate it and it typically comes down about 70 75%. Ooh. And so yeah, it's a Dr. John, you're you're as a medical doctor, what is, what is that all about, okay? How are they able well, to do that? Yeah, you know, health insurance is a a racket, okay? It just is. 
I mean, I, I you know, I I don't know if you realize this, and uh, but the more you make, the more you pay. That, what? That's wait, how wait, 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 wait. What? What? Yeah. They the they more, so if the, I go to the hospital, what, they know what my my income is, and they charge me accordingly. When, when you sign up on a on like a Blue Cross Blue Shield, it's based Obamacare. It's based on your income. So the the higher income level you have, the more you pay. Okay, that that's just a fact. And so most people don't realize that. So and and usually those are the healthier people, the people that are are the so it's, you know, it's socialized there. medicine. So the people like me that don't smoke, don't drink, don't chew, you know, never never been drunk in my life, never smoked pot right. in my life. Uh, right. You know, I've never done any of those things. I mean, I, uh, you know, some people have had struggles and they recover and they go on with a successful life. God bless them. But for those who have never participated in those things, you know, what you're telling me is I don't get rewarded for having made yeah. those choices and stayed away from, you know, uh, like I think like Donald Trump says to his kids, you know, the great way to avoid ever having a problem with alcohol is don't take the first drink. Right. right. So if those who have chosen to do that, you know, I mean, if there, if there are those who want to socially drink or whatever, that's their business. But, you know, like Trump says, don't do drugs, don't do alcohol, don't get tattoos. So if you have a code of conduct you live by and you choose to do that, are you telling me that because I chose to be extremely careful, I'm now going to pay a higher premium for those who haven't? So it's basically me paying for the health care of others, but below me, uh, it, may, it may be even obviously in the economic realm if you're a higher income person you're going to be charged more to pay for someone down at the lower level of the income bracket right that's socialized that, medicine right that that's absolutely the way it is i mean <clears throat> believe it or not five percent of most all health care costs or or the majority of all health care costs go to five percent of the population okay so that means the five percent that are extremely unhealthy that's where all the money goes, and it's the people that are paying that are the most healthy, that are the biggest producers, that make the most money. They're paying for for that for those people. So it's a welfare system, uh, certainly is. And so that that's where the, this it, this sharing program. It's like I said, it's a nonprofit. Okay, so they're not in it to to make a lot of money to give shareholders or pay big uh, salaries to CEOs, etc. You know, it's the, the money. They do have money that goes to the management of it because, I mean, it, it costs them to manage it. But but the rest of the money goes to the, the to the people. And it's, it's a patented computer system that they have developed. So some of the same people that were involved with MediShare broke off and uh, helped uh, this gentleman, Phil Chrysler, develop this uh, computer program, this company. And so you, it's totally transparent. When you sign up, you go to your back office, you can see where all the money is in your account. We're shared with other people. You can see uh, the bills being paid in real time. The prayer it's requests come through, right? Prayer requests. And once again, it's a it's it's a Christian company, okay? It's, it's based on Christian ethics. So they're not going to pay for abortions. They're not going to pay for transgender hormone therapy or surgeries. Um, and they're going, to, but now it's, it's, they, you know, being a Christian organization, it, it's not totally exclusive just for Christians. I mean, if you're if you're of the Jewish faith, they'll allow you to come in, but but they do want you to abide by the Christian ethic. And so, so I, you know, I, I think that's a good way of doing it. It's you know, well, it's well by doing that, that, you're you're limiting. So if they, I, I guess there must be you're asked questions, uh, and and by limiting the people coming in that are openly abusing alcohol and drugs, you're obviously decreasing 
the liability for the company and everybody who's taking part in the sharing plan. Right. That's right. You know, and, and so, you know, you, you, you can join, I mean, it, you know, that, but everybody, it's easy to sign up. I mean, if you want to, so there's three buttons on your website there, one button, uh, it's based on your, you take a family, a quick quote. you take a family and it's based on the oldest person in the family. And then how many family members? It's you not based down on a little bit in that quote. Yeah, if right. you go down a little bit, so go. right there, so you put the date in. I of, just had a birthday. You can of the on me. oldest family member. <laughs> you just put it in there and follow the instructions and but get like, your quote. Yeah, April eleventh, nineteen sixty-six. That's Johnny. What That's was me. it? April eleventh, what? Nineteen nineteen sixty-six. So uh, I'm, I'm just a couple years older. Yeah, than I'm you, April twenty-six, nineteen sixty-nine. Okay. How many yeah. family members are in it for two? Okay. Okay. So it's based on, on the oldest person's age. And so there's the quote. There's the so quote. you can pay as low as $387 a month or $559 a month. Okay. It depends. That's a deductible over there. We call it a primary responsibility amount, but it's really a deductible. So if you want to have a $10,000 deductible, you, you can be as low as $387 a month. Which, by the way, some of these people may be paying how much? How much? How much would they? Some oh, people... several thousand. I mean, you know, I, I've got, uh, you know, I talked with a gentleman that was that's an orthodontist, and he's got married with three, two kids, and one on the way. He's he's uh, up around three thousand a month. So he could it's... cut his bill from three thousand a month down to under a thousand, probably. Well, actually, what he's his wife's pregnant right now, so what he's going to do is he's going to get. Uh, he said if he if he pulls out and, and separates his, uh, he, he can save money. He can cover himself, still keep his, his uh, other on. Because when you get involved, it, it does cover maternity. This one does. But you have to be in for three months before you get pregnant. Okay. So that, that's kind of a stipulation there. But uh, but so, so, yeah, so you can uh, – it's very inexpensive. And, uh, and and then if people have questions, if they have a pre-existing condition or they want to see, the other thing is the drug repricing program. Uh, it's very, very, uh, it's like a good RX card. I, I don't know if, how familiar folks are with good RX cards, but, but that's a very cost-effective uh, method of getting prescriptions. But this is even better than good RX. It says it, it can beat the price 90% of the time. So all you have to do is go in there and put a drug that you take and uh, and it will search through all the pharmacies in your local area and find the cheapest price. And so, uh, so that's, you know, the other thing, if, if people have preexisting conditions and they want to see if, how well they're covered, they can just simply go in there and ask questions and they'll be sent directly to impact health and, and they'll follow up with them and, and, and go through the whole scenario on what uh, what's covered. Okay, so there you go. You can ask questions. Ready to learn more about impact? Okay, excellent. Worldviewhealthcare.com, worldviewhealthcare.com, and uh, folks, check check it out. We, you know, again, Dr. John called me. Uh, they put me in a meeting for about an hour on Zoom with uh, some of the or some of the company leaders. Correct. Correct. And we heard the presentation and said, let's let's do this. Let's offer this up. We think it's a great way again to support you guys, your health, and our organization as well. So we're all winning. So uh, worldviewhealth.com, worldviewhealth.com. Any closing comments from either one of you? I, I would just like to say I, I feel wonderful about the fact that we have a proactive way where we can take back our health and that we can be 
you know, knowing that we're not funding wicked entities that have hurt us in the past, that are not going to be tracking our health, all of these things, our privacy is protected. I think it's wonderful. Dr. John? Yeah, absolutely. This company is a credible company. They're not going to tell the doctor how to practice medicine. They're not going to push vaccines on you. They're not going to push anything that you don't want and your doctor doesn't want. So I think doctors that love freedom to, to treat their patients are going to like this and, and patients that want to get out of the broken healthcare system, that this is one of the methods to do it. And I bet you're going to be announcing soon some uh, Patriot doctors that we may all know their names that have jumped into this, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're when they're ready to share their names that they're involved too, that'd be awesome. Uh, worldviewhealthcare.com, worldviewhealthcare.com, and Dr. John and Brooke, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Such an honor and a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Brandon. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. We we love you and we appreciate all you do and and the message to put out and uh, we'll just. Pulling for you and praying for the new entity, Patriot TV, and we know you'll have lots of success. Well, thank you, Dr. John and Brooke. We appreciate you guys so very much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. By the way, folks, you come to my annual Ozarks conference the last two years, you'll have seen them there. They're just attending. I think we brought him up on stage one the first year, but other than that, he's just there attending. People walk up, hey, you're Dr. John. So there you go. All right, folks. Here we go. We went a little long tonight because we can. 913 Central. There's no one right behind me directly. Dr. John or uh, Dr. Andy Woods will be up behind me on Worldview Tube. And again, we appreciate all of you watching at worldviewtube.com and streaming now at patriot.tv with the hard launch coming uh, February 26. Before we go, let me just remind you one other way you can support us and your health is with Bella Grace. This is an elixir I take twice a day. Cat's Claw, anti-inflammatory, collagen, good collagen, which gets into your system with that astroxanthin that crosses the brain-blood barrier. So astroxanthin, Cat's Claw, anti-inflammatory. By the way, that astroxanthin is loaded with antioxidants to go after those free radicals. I think we all know what that means. Cat's Claw, anti uh, astroxanthin and collagen. I take it twice a day. So does Melissa. You can go to this website real quick right here. Melissa House. Just go to M-E-L-I-S-S-A. H-O-W-S-E-B-G, melissahousebg.com. There it is. You can read the clinical trials if you want to check that out. Order at the top, get your subscription. This is having about over 80% retention. Our audience, obviously, it's working for them as it has for me, and that's why they keep ordering it. Over 80% retention. Pretty amazing. All right, I will throw out that disclaimer as I always do. It's not intended to, it's not been evaluated by the FDA, uh, is not intended to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But I think it will support your health and us at the same time. One of our groups that we are so thankful for, Bella Grace. All right. Thanks again for watching. Don't forget, folks, we're at worldviewtube.com, worldviewtube.com. This broadcast, as soon as we go off the air, we will send the t- the, the uh, title descriptions. I will type them up, send them over to Annie, and she will put them up so you can start watching. And again, look at that, folks. Um, all the comments tonight. You guys wanted a public comment section, and you got one. There you go. You got one. You want it. You wanted it. You got it. There you go. And uh, there you go. Someone said, I tried typing worldviewhealthcare.com. I got nothing came up. What am I doing wrong? Uh, you're not doing anything wrong. You should be able to get it right away. So if there's a problem, wait till tomorrow if it's a problem because it is a brand new site and maybe uh, the new URL has got to spread across the internet. So 
don't worry. If it's not working for you, worldviewhealthcare.com. Give it to a few hours or tomorrow because it is a brand new website, a brand new URL. And those things sometimes have to propagate across the internet. So try again tomorrow. You're probably doing nothing wrong if you're spelling it right. All right. I'm so glad to see all of you guys there in the comment section. It's encouraging us to read these kind uh, comments to see you guys having uh, fellowship and encouragement with one another. And uh, so we're glad to add that. So thank you to Jeremy and uh, for working on that so very hard along with Annie. Thank you guys. All right. That does it for our broadcast tonight. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow at one o'clock central right here at Worldview Tube and Patriot.tv with Worldview Radio. And then again, back tomorrow night, seven o'clock central with Worldview Report, 730 with Brandon House Live. Got a lot of great guests. Tomorrow night, Usama Dakdoc on uh, something that he predicted was going to happen with Islam trying to take over our country. You're going to be shocked by the video tomorrow night. And we've got some great guests we've already lined up for um, Friday. So we're already booking out into the week. So tell your family and friends about it. Share the broadcast with them on demand. Grab the URL and share it everywhere at worldviewtube.com, worldviewtube.com. And then let them know February 26th, we're going to go full schedule, hard launch. Patriot.tv. Till tomorrow, I'm Brandon House. Thanks so much for watching. Till then, may God save America. Take care. You're watching Worldview 2, a Brandon House television network.